How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, indeed. Um... Yeah, it's just coming down a nice little, nice steady little snow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just Apparently looked, it's not nice and steady there, huh? No, no, I just looked outside again. It, I, I, te- I put up on our thread just a minute or two ago, it looks like a snow globe outside because it was just doing that. It was like you described, just kind of, you know, big big flakes, the kind you like to see that look like cotton, and it was just coming down, and then all of a sudden the wind picked up, and wow, it's crazy <laughs> out there. Now, if you're driving, watch it. Turn your headlights on. Thank Turn you. Your Turn on. your headlights on. <laughs> Turn your headlight. As John says, double check that you're, it's not just set on auto. Yeah. That you are turning your lights on so that your taillights go on. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you have running lights, those don't turn the taillights on at all, and it makes you harder to see from behind. Give yourself extra space between you and the car in front of you. Don't caught. You never know if you're going to hit your brakes really hard and then hit the car in front of you. Police are going to be busy, and so they're not going to be able to go out to every wreck that it, they're going to happen out there. It's picking up all over the state, all over Kansas now. We're, we're seeing ro- um, snow-covered roads all over the place. So, And if you can safely let us know what you're seeing as you're out and about, 913-586-7798, feel free to get in. Um, we will talk about the Golden Globes later. Okay. I know you just put the story up here. It's, yeah. it's on our list for today. Um, because First of all, because a show that I really like won quite a bit, but also because of the host. And... and He's rubbing some people the wrong way. So we'll certainly get to that once we can pull some audio of him uh, coming up here a little bit later. All right, let's play a little game of um, what does this bakery owe this guy for the cake that they delivered him versus what he asked for? Yeah, what he asked for, it was a birthday cake for his wife. And he wanted it to be heart-shaped. And he put up a a picture. There's a video that goes along with it as well. And he put up a picture of what he was hoping for. And it's, it's, it's exactly what you're picturing right now. A very nicely decorated cake in the shape of a heart. It's pink. It's got white piping around the outside. And it says happy birthday to whatever his wife's name is. That's not what he got. Uh, no. So, like you said, the original and... I wish I could get past the fact that this guy was crying <laughs> about this on uh, his TikTok account, his Instagram account, but it's a little his dramatic. wife is, it's a little dramatic. His wife is 24. They are social media influencers, Andrea and Lewis. I know, I know. But yeah, the cake that he pulled out of Pinterest is beautiful. It's heart-shaped. It's light pink. It's got beading all around it and multiple layers of icing and says, happy birthday princess on it. For sure, the cake that he got, for starters, doesn't have any writing on it. No. That's the first problem. It also has a lot of things on it that don't show anywhere in the picture that he gave them. No, all the way around it. So there is some white icing that they tried to use as a piping around the outside of this thing. It's, first of all, only vaguely heart-shaped. It looks more like a triangle. And... 
on top of that white icing that's around the outside are these gold and white balls that I don't even know what those are or what they're supposed to signify. The whole thing is just terribly ugly. And it's a mess. Yeah. It's not just ugly. It looks like a six-year-old did it. Yeah, he even said it looks like an elementary school kid's art project. Yeah. I can't figure out what the orange looking stuff is below the gold balls <laughs> yeah it looks like um like ribbon like actual ribbon it does i'm not I don't sure know if that's what it is yeah i'm not sure about that either but yeah if it if it is just regular ribbon why would you put that on the outside of a cake don't put things on a cake that you're not supposed to eat and by the way right dead center of this thing like a nose sticking out of it right out of the top of the this hot pink icing that they used on top of it is a strawberry candle. It's a candle in the shape of a strawberry, so it's upended so that the fat part's on the bottom and sticking out of the very skinny part is a wick on a candle. Nothing written on it, just here's your strawberry candle. Um, so the cake he received was a carrot cake beneath all of that. <laughs> okay. um, it was meant to remind his wife of one of the tiers of their wedding cake. They're celebrating their first anniversary next week. So he says when he picked up the cake, it was in the evening, and he said he didn't really get a proper look at the cake until he got home that night. He said he didn't want to examine the cake too much in the bakery because it felt awkward. So he just smiled, paid, thanked them, and left. And even after he got home and looked at it and cried, never asked for a refund. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, yeah, he just cried because he said he feels like he ruined his wife's birthday. Yeah. And I love this. People began, as people do, as on the Instagram, mm. uh, putting comments up. And one said, don't cry, it's cute. And then somebody responded to that by saying, don't lie to that man. <laughs> it is not cute. Not just a refund. I mean, I'm not, this is one of those, where I don't love being confrontational in situations like this. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like you need to even be tactful. I mean, while you're standing there, you look at, I, I can picture it in slow motion. You look at the cake, you look at them. You look at the cake, you look at them. Yeah. And say, what is this? Were, were you pr it, proud of this yeah. when you finished this it? Was Somebody else's? <laughs> yeah. This is somebody else's. You got the wrong one. This is not, like, there was never supposed to be a strawberry candle in the middle. No. There was never supposed to be whatever that ribbony stuff is around the bottom. And it's also just not structured well. No, I mean, you look at that white icing that I keep referring to, and it's not straight it, it, and it's not even like layered you know when you go when you go down with a little bag and then you go back a minute and then you go you know further down so that it gets those little like uh, you know texture in it mm -hmm. no it's not that it's just it looks a mess it's an absolute mess get a refund don't be nice about it get a refund if nothing else you're on tiktok out the name of the store definitely out, out and for sure so that nobody else nobody else goes there the only thing they got right is that it's in the shape of a heart and that's it like Kinda. they must have had the mold yeah for a heart and that and they poured the batter into that it was probably box cake batter too so and carrot cake nothing says i love you like carrot cake so that must have been their wedding cake oh uh, right because be, yeah. he said it it was to remind her of of one of the tears of their wedding cake so it must have been otherwise yeah it's not my first pick it's fine. Isn't but, it romantic? <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Here's your carrot cake, honey. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up, we've got Chiefs news uh, to talk about. There's also a study out about the tax on sugary drinks and what it is doing to customer sales. All that's uh, to come here on KMBZ.
If you can safely let us know what you're seeing on the roads, we would certainly appreciate that. Feel free to keep us posted. Uh, So... Chiefs won yesterday. Yeah, they did. That was kind of (laughs) nice. In a game that I I was out and about yesterday and was talking to a guy and he said, yeah, I'm not even paying attention to this one. They're effectively playing a preseason game, which is what they did, but they won the thing anyway. It made no difference. And that's why they sat a bunch of the starters. Patrick Mahomes didn't play. Travis Kelsey didn't play. Uh, Chris Jones played long enough to get his sacks, so he got his three quarters of a million dollars. Good for him. And that was that, but they still managed to pull out a win. A couple of big plays near the end of the game, and so they they go in as the three seed, which they were going to win or lose. And uh, so up next, yeah, on Saturday, Saturday late is the Miami Mm -hmm. Dolphins. And I hate few things the way that I hate the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) So this week, more than most, I'm going to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Uh, The thing that you need to know, if you're just a casual fan, if you like the Chiefs, but you don't really pay attention to anybody else in the NFL, is that the Dolphins are frauds. I've been saying this all year long. They have been... Uh, their record was much better than they were. They were beating up on a bunch of lousy teams, and every time they had to play somebody good, they lost. The Buffalo Bills, who beat Miami last night to win the division and go in as the two-seed to the AFC playoffs, played the worst game I have seen them play in a long time and still beat Miami. I was talking to the sports guys before the show this morning, and they were telling me they already looked up the forecast for Saturday night. It's going to be around zero. And you're playing a team from South Florida. Here, right? Yes. And you've got nothing to worry about. I think the Chiefs are going to destroy Miami. Don't lose the game. For the love, don't lose this game then. (laughs) Yes. That's not a guarantee anymore. No. Well, that's, that's true. And the Chiefs have certainly had their problems as well. But I see absolutely no reason why they shouldn't just come out and stomp Miami into the turf. So is that what squished the fish meant? Yes. And that, I didn't that, know. I'm like, where in our stack is that story? <laughs> and you can use that, by the way. So that's the other thing. I mean, when you're making your signs, if you're going to Arrowhead for this game on Saturday, when you're making your signs that you're going to hold up to try to get yourself on TV, squish the fish is the proper terminology. It's been used uh, by by fans of the you know, any, any of the other AFC East teams, including the Bills, for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what they need to do is go out this week and squish the fish. Uh, the game is going to air locally on Channel 41. I think that came out either last night yes. or this morning. And that's big news, too, because everybody else in the country will have to have Peacock in order mm-hmm. to see the game. You, we don't because Channel 41 is, they. I mean, they always broadcast a game like this in the local area. So I'm sure there's a Miami station that's going to carry it, too. But that doesn't make any difference to us. But that's the good news is that you don't have to worry about going out and buying Peacock this week. You'll be able to watch the game on Channel 41. I'm happy about this because I fundamentally just don't like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And oh. so I'm, I'm happy to pick on the Dolphins as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then there was the fact that the reason that they lost last night, well, there were many reasons why they lost last night, most of which is because there were a bunch of frauds. But uh, late in the fourth quarter, Tyreek Hill, as the Dolphins were driving down to try to tie the game back up, Tyreek Hill got hit over the middle. He was wide open, and the pass hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. I mean, we can't really pick on that because that happens to us too. True, so. but but when it happens to your big star receiver, <laughs> the other guy in the most clutch play of the mm-hmm. entire year, then it's fun to laugh at Tyreek Hill again. I'm okay with that. Totally okay <laughs> with that. I'm not. I'm not happy his house caught on fire. No, I was going to say, what a week he's having. Right. Not happy about that. 
don't leave lighters where kids can get them. Uh-huh. But I'm not happy that the house was, nobody wants that, but go us. Yes. For sure. Um, all right. Some of you are texting about road conditions, um, visibility, poor on 49 South. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, it's fine here in the plaza, but it's it's just bad everywhere. The snowflakes are big, um, and the wind is going to make that worse. So just uh, be careful out there. All right, ABC7 out of Los Angeles had this one. Uh, we have not talked about this in a little bit. Um, this was kind of a hot thing for cities to try out for a while, was to impose a tax on sugary drinks um, with the idea that it was gonna, it was going to be a win no matter what. Either it reduced people consuming sugary drinks. And so if the city didn't make money on the tax, fine. It meant that people were consuming less in sugary drinks and great, that's good for health. Or if they consumed just as much, the city was going to make more out of it. And so that was a win for the city no matter what. Philadelphia was the first city that we talked about doing this. And now there's been an overall analysis of restrictions that were done in five cities. And it worked. That's the big news out of this is it worked cutting sugary drink sales by a third. 33% cut in consumer purchases. I mean, that is monumental. Um, I, I don't know... I'm looking to see what cities they looked at. Um, And I don't know how much the tax was. And is there a correlation between the higher the tax, the higher the cut in consumption? One would imagine so. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with cigarette taxes. The higher cigarette taxes went, the more people quit. Beat me to it. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. And that uh, Florida did that many, many years ago. And it put a significant dent in sales of cigarettes. So, uh, yeah, I mean... They said the uh, found about 15 to 20% reduction in consumption. If expanded nationally, it would reduce health care costs over the average American lifespan by $270 per person, which comes out to $45 billion when you do the math on it. Uh, the analysis looked at per ounce tax plans by zip code in Boulder, Colorado, Oakland, California, Philadelphia, Seattle, and San Francisco. Um, Washington, D.C. puts an 8% sales tax on sugar-sweetened beverages, 2% above the standard 6%. Most cities do 1% or 2%. Well, that's what that's an additional 1% or 2%. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I am surprised that an additional 1% or 2% was enough to make people stop buying them. I wonder if it's because of the side-by-side. When you're in the grocery aisle where all the sugary drinks are and you uh-huh. see the stuff that do- that isn't loaded with sugar and it's a little bit less expensive, you're going to choose that. I also want to know what um, define sugary drink to me in terms of what the tax goes on. Is it soda? Is it Gatorade? Is it Kool-Aid? What's, I feel like everything has sugar in it. Yeah, I, I think it's all of those. Uh, Is it? And, and so if you're going to, that's why they didn't just say, you know, on, on sugar sodas. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like high C or anything that's got added sugar in it. But the way that a lot of people got around that uh, years ago is by buying the packets that didn't have sugar in them already. You know, you buy Kool-Aid packets that, and then you add your own Make sugar it to it. Right. That yeah. way you're not, it's not covered by the tax because the sugar has to already be in there. Would that work for you? 913-586-7798. Now that, and those are five really progressive cities, minus Philadelphia. Um, I, more cities will consider it then. Again, it's either either the city makes money off the tax or they don't and they don't lose anything and people drink less of it. 
Um, the only people I can see fighting this are the sellers of sugary drinks. Sure. Because then they're going to lose money in sales. Yeah, and there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of focus on the fact that it's not really sugar in most cases here. That they're sweetening that stuff with high fructose corn syrup because it's way cheaper. But even at that, uh, I mean, that's still you're still eligible. It doesn't necessarily have to be cane sugar that's in there. But any kind of uh, natural sweetener like that is going to put you in the category with these taxes on them. But uh, I mean. I go back and forth. I don't know that the science is necessarily settled that mm-hmm. uh, that high fructose corn syrup is worse for you than cane sugar, but I know right. there are a lot of people who believe it is and would see this as, look, anything that can get people consuming less of that stuff is going to be for the better. Yeah. Um, this is where I get lost in the science, too. I don't really know. Um, it's easier to just drink water and add a little bit of something to it. Sure. I don't like the taste of water. I grew up with well water. And you, if you grow up with well water that has that really bad smell, <laughs> I just have never gotten over that. Rotten eggs. It really is awful. And so even though I have city water now, I just always smell that. And so I can't, I have a heart, I'll do it, but I need to add lemon juice or something to it. But it really is. I mean, I just noticed um, Gatorade the other day. I often will buy Gatorade and dilute it, you know, and just yep. add some of it to my water just to make my water tolerable. And at Aldi, that used to be like a dollar for whatever that size is. Not oh, wow. the pint, but the, I don't know, whatever that was. It's now like a dollar sixty. I was okay. like, oh my gosh, that's significant enough. And I drink quite a bit of it. I'm like, maybe I should change my plan. Um, but if, if there were to be an additional tax, and it's not so big that you notice, I mean, one or 2%, it's not nothing. But that's what Kansas just dropped off the grocery store taxes was one or 2%. Would that be enough to make you not drink it anymore? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm cheap enough that I still go to QT and get my my giant thing of iced tea. But it's for yeah. that reason. I don't drink stuff that has sugar in it. Well, and it's also like you have your happy thing. Mm-hmm. Like we all have that thing that right. just kind of makes us happy, you know. And, and you said you're doing tea, though? Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's sweetened iced tea, but it's not sweetened with sugar. It's sweetened with, I don't know, something else. There's no sugar added to it. So that, but it's not Diet Coke. No. I mean, so that's a better option compared to what you could be, what you could be doing. 913-586-7798 if you want to get in here. All right, still to come. Did you watch the Golden Globes? Did you you, you tune in to that train wreck last night? Uh, We'll talk more about that coming up here in KMBZ. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Back here with you on this snowy Monday afternoon. All right. I was following the Golden Globes on Twitter last night. Um, and <laughs> just some of the reviews of Joe Coy's performance as the Golden Globes host, I can't even say on the air. <laughs> they were so bad. It's, I mean, when when Variety, their TV critics column is headlined, 
The Golden Globes try and fail to rise from the ashes with awkward, rushed ceremony. And then goes on to describe the host, Joe Coy, as, and I quote, woefully unqualified. Um... Okay, I feel like we have to tell people who Joe Coy is, and that should tell you something. I didn't know who Joe Coy was. <laughs> he has stand-up, uh, and he's been out on the circuit for a while, but uh, apparently he was only tapped to do this. Was there somebody else who was supposed to do it and dropped out? I, think, I don't know. I think there was, and I don't remember who it was or why they dropped out, but he only got the gig hosting the Golden Globes 10 days ago. And I don't know why and why him. Why him? The only thing I knew about him, I knew two things. Before he dated Chelsea Handler, I had no idea who he was. Okay. But he and Chelsea Handler dated very publicly for about a year. And it was apparently a big deal when they split and they both released statements. And then he had a movie come out, which made me, it was just a weird, weird timing. He had some movie come out and then he was suddenly everywhere. After that split and that movie came out, suddenly Joe Coy was everywhere. And I still didn't know anything about him. I didn't even know if he was funny. I didn't even know if this was, but we don't have a comedian with higher stature. Can we get yeah. Nate, Nate Bargetzi to do it again? No kidding. Like he did great on SNL. Can we get him? Right. And I mean, he was he was making all kinds of excuses about it. He went on uh, Good Morning America on GMA3, I think, this morning effectively kind of apologizing and still trying to defend himself. But even that didn't go over terribly well. All right, we're going to play some audio. Um, and he is addressed. So if you like him or don't like him or if you watched, give us a call. Um, feel free to suggest other ideas of who should have done this instead. Um, the first clip we're going to play is Taylor Swift went to the Golden Globes. She was nominated in that new category that was basically like, which, which event made the most money category? I don't know what it was actually called. It was a new category this year. Uh, that's why she was there. She did not win it, um, which Barbie won it instead. But she was there, and this is what Joe Coy said. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Here. Sorry about that. Oh. It was just awkward, and she, you know, the camera goes to her. She didn't smile. She didn't laugh. That she didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Colin. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just shaking my head in disgust oh. of what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, not only that, that happened several times during the monologue that they would cut to the person that he was talking about and they'd just be sitting there sipping a drink or whatever, just going, yeah, okay, that's not funny. And it wasn't. I mean, there are ways to construct that joke. It's not a bad joke. Yeah. But there's two things about it. Number one, it wasn't terribly well constructed or delivered. And number two, know your audience. You got a bunch of movie stars around you. They're not watching football. They don't know. Right. They, they don't, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey don't mean anything to Robert De Niro. It's also kind of an old joke. Yeah. Like, we're sort of past the, hey, the camera always goes to her thing. Yep. Like, it's it's that was, you know, something we were talking about two months ago. But we don't really we don't really focus on that anymore. I think that may have worn more worn out more here because we, we because we watch the Chiefs every week. Sure. But, but you're right. I mean, even for the rest of the country, then you run into that situation that's almost like the same thing as the movie star situation, where in the rest of the country, if they're not following that, 
day by day by day like we are, then they would hear that joke and go, I don't know, I don't know what he means. I don't understand. It's way too narrowly focused. So we'll talk about his reaction here in a second, and we'll get to your calls. Uh, we have more of him to play for you. Let's go to Lisa and Lenexa and see what she's thinking about. Hey, Lisa. Hey, guys. I, I've just got to. I've just got to put a voice in here for Joe because I am a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy, and you know some of my favorites are. I, I like Bill Burr. I like Kathleen Madigan. I like Nate Burgett. I. They're all fine. Joe Coy. It's. I. I urge everyone to check his. Check out his Netflix specials, and you will have a whole different opinion on it. Yeah, I thought he pretty much stunk last night <laughs> myself. Yeah, but but he is so his stand ups are so funny. He talks a lot about his son, which is hilarious. His mother is in a lot of them. Yeah, he did not write much of that those jokes last night, and yeah, I was very disappointed. But please don't take our word. You guys have never heard of him. You got to watch his Netflix special, and okay. and I think he'll change your mind. And then one more word uh, on football: they don't show uh, Taylor that much anymore. And I love I'm I'm a big Taylor and Travis fan. So um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Don't don't right. turn a bunch of people against Joe Boy until they check him out on Netflix. We'll do. Thank you, Lisa. I mean, yeah, thanks for thanks for the tip. But that's yeah. Go, go ahead. Well, I just, I'm not trying to turn people against him. You can go and watch what you want. Well, <laughs> of course. I just, this didn't, but this also, to that point, I mean, this is a pretty big gig to host the Golden Globes. Yeah. And I get that he just got the job 10 days ago, but still, like you said, know your audience. And there's a way to be funny and pick on people in that room and be funny about it. I mean, the, those people are actors. They're going to laugh if it's funny, you know? Yes. But you have such an audience. This is your time to win people like me or like you who have never heard of him. And he does a good job. And now you go watch his Netflix special. Nate Bargatze, that's what happened on SNL. He hosted SNL. People had never heard of him suddenly went and looked for him. Yeah. And he also, I mean, he made fun of himself during the monologue and said, look, we only had 10 days to write this and made a couple of, there were a couple of times where and it, this did not come off well where he threw his own writers under the bus and said, yeah. you know, that, that wasn't my joke. Do, do we have another clip from him? Yeah, we've got that one. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. Uh -huh. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. Yeah. I don't like him. Not I don't like moment. that. That's not cool. None of what he just did. Number one, you clearly didn't see Barbie, so you clearly don't know what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's never a good idea to make fun of women, especially after the last few years in that ceremony. And don't do that. Don't just... Keep going. Don't acknowledge. Just just keep moving through and don't deflect. Yeah. He's also not the only one to, to crash and burn on a national stage like that, though. And some other big names have done it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's go to Tom and Lee Summit first. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, Joe's not, I think he's not for everybody, but he's just sold out Madison Square Garden and kind of put himself on, a, on an A-lister for stand-up because his stand-up comedy attracts a very, very wide audience of people like sarcastic wit. And he goes to task on, on his family, on both, on both sides of his ethnic blend. And he's got a sarcastic kind of a 
twist to it, including that stuff like shut up, this, that. He talks directly, interacts with his audience. And then you get to Hollywood and you got a bunch of people whose tiara is barely fit in the door when they got there in the first place. And he just wasn't good enough for them. And I have to say the writing was pretty tacky across the board. So he's right to poke at his writers. He's right to poke at himself. It was a flop because his brand of comedy is a little too harsh for our princesses and princes of Hollywood. Just my thought. Gotcha. All right, Tom, thanks a lot. Yeah, so two people saying don't judge him by this. And what I was referring to a minute ago was Letterman. Remember when Letterman mm-hmm. hosted the Oscars? It was awful. Oh, he was terrible. And, and he, I mean, he even admitted he was terrible after it. Never did it again, was never invited to do it again. And it just, it's, it, it has to be the right, you have to have a comfort level with, with hosting. Hosting is not stand-up. And he made right. reference to that on Good Morning America this morning, saying, this isn't what I do. I was out there trying to do what I do, and it didn't fit this venue. But it doesn't. You have to know that as a host going in. I mean, when Letterman did the Oprah Uma joke, and it just oh, mm-hmm. everybody's sitting out there going, "What are you doing? That's dumb." Yeah, yeah it's um, I, I sort of take issue with the princesses and princes in the room. It's also <laughs> an audience of millions of Americans that are watching. That's true. Yeah, that need to think it's funny also. Yeah. Um, and and if you don't think you're cut out for it, say no. That's say you'll do it next year. Equally valid. Yes. You don't just because they ask doesn't mean you have to do it. But I'm guessing that that check probably had a number of zeros on it that are going to make him feel <laughs> uh, a lot better today. Yeah. Um, all right. We can go back to the phones here. How about Ben and Independence up next? Hey, Ben. Hey there, guys. I just want to say a few things about Joe Coy. One thing, I actually don't mind Joe Coy and his comedy. I think comedy is kind of a dying breed nowadays. I agree. But I think that. He has kind of a bigger ego. He obviously couldn't say no to something this big. I don't know if I believe the 10-day thing. Um, I think that was kind of something to save him there. But I think we should really stop bringing these hosts in for these events because it seems like it's becoming a a dying breed. And, and I really don't feel like it's necessary to have a host anymore. Uh, whereas like someone like a Ricky Gervais, whenever he was hosting – he picked he picked and made fun of all the people and, and all these celebrities the right way and they didn't take it the wrong way. I think Joe Coy just had never had a humble pie like that uh during his career. I do enjoy him and I I'm a Filipino, he's half Filipino. I felt like, man, you're ma- you're giving us a bad rap out here. Like I can't even defend you right now. Everyone's just cooking <laughs> you and eating you up right now, especially the Taylor Swift people. I mean, they're brutal. And then you go after the Barbie audience. I mean, man, women really do not like you right now. Like, I mean, this is a big career hit for him, and I honestly feel really bad. Um, but I just think we should stop stop with the hosting on these celebrity events. Yeah. I, I don't think that it's necessary anymore. All right. Hey, Ben, thanks. Yeah, it, boy, he's right. Comedy yeah. is incredibly tough right now because everybody's so butthurt about everything all the time that you make a joke and all of a sudden, you know, nobody wants to hear from you anymore. But – uh, I mean, there was, uh, going back to the Oscars, oh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they did an Oscar that did not have a host. Yeah. It's not really necessary. I mean, you can just have an announcer. Yeah. You can, you can, your opening bit can be, if you need an opening bit, opening anything, get um, Hugh Jackman up there or something, or Neil Patrick Harris to do some kind of song and dance, make it tasteful, leave it at that. 
And then an, an announcer does everything. Yeah. And then they're off and you don't see yeah. them for the rest of the show. Maybe they come back yep. on right at the end to kind of wrap everything up. Maybe not. Because even during the show, once they start giving the awards out, then it's always two other movie stars who come out and do it. Yeah. Give suggestions of names of who would be a good host. Um, because it can be done. We were talking off the air. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are an incredible team. If you can get them to do it every year, let them do it every year. Get more women to do it oh. so that we've got fewer of the jokes going after women. Again, Jimmy Kimmel's done it. Seth Meyers has done it. Get more stand-up comedians that have done stuff like this more. You know, somebody just suggested three of them on the text line right in a row, and I would be fine with any of these. Gabriel Iglesias, Jim Gaffigan, or John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney, yeah. That's the, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's an obvious. Bring John Stewart. I, I don't know if he would do, but like bring, bring some of, what does John Mulaney call him? Alternative comedians. That's yes. what he joked about when he was in his, mono, when he did his special. John Mulaney's a fantastic choice. Yep. He's also beloved right now. And I think what we're looking at now is that a, a lot of the guys who were successful at doing that in the past are just too old. I mean, yeah. Billy Crystal was fantastic as an Oscar host. And he did it like eight years in a row. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he's got to be in his late 70s now. And I'm just not sure. I mean, I don't think he'd have the interest in doing it anyway. If this, What has he got to gain from hosting the Oscars? But, uh, you know, to his point about 75. comedy. Is he 75? Wow. Um, the, about hosting the Oscars and the fact that uh, there's just nobody. Like, who's the heir apparent to to Billy Crystal in anything that he did. There really isn't one. No, and it's interesting because you have a lot of awards shows, not a lot, some, that have the same hosts every year. I can't think of which one it was in country music. ACMs or CMAs, to me, they're the same. But they, it was Luke Bryan and either Blake Shelton or somebody else did them every year. And then there was one where um, uh, uh, Paisley, Brad Paisley and the woman carrie underwood okay those two host an award show or they did every year for like 10 years because they were just really good at it pick somebody pick a movie star pick somebody more in the industry somebody on the text line said have chris rock do it <laughs> yeah that's what he that needs he needs to get slapped again and i i don't understand why some of you are taking it personally the criticism of him but again this was his chance to win new new audience members for his stuff yeah and i don't think he did it no it, and it. when you crash and burn on a nationwide stage like that it's got to hurt but i mean to his credit at least he's talking about it he didn't just you know stick his tail between his legs and run off into the woods yeah uh, we'll take a break we will talk about uh, a couple of the acceptance speeches coming up we haven't talked at all about who any of the winners were so we'll talk about that coming up next on KMBZ. Just recapping some of the Golden Globes from last night. Um, we were talking about who might make a better host than Joe Coy. Yep. Last night. <laughs> what do you got? And a suggestion came in from our show chat uh, of having Chat GPT host the uh, the Oscars or the Golden Globes. So I took the suggestion and went over to Chat GPT and said, "Hey, uh, Chat GPT, can you write a joke that would be funny if you were hosting the Oscars? Want to hear what it came up with?" Sure. <laughs> Certainly. Here's a joke for the Oscars. It says, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here hosting the Oscars tonight. You know, I was going to make a movie about construction, but I heard it would be too riveting. Oh, my God. That took a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
ask him uh, okay. for another one, and it said, uh, yeah, you know, hosting the Oscars is like trying to organize a family reunion for all the A-list celebrities. You hope nobody throws a tantrum, and you play the you pray the only drama is on the screen. You know, so maybe it's not a good idea. Can we pick on like the Beverly Hills Hilton or whatever hotel? That's what they do at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Yeah. Because it airs on CNBC, there's there must be something in the contract about the number of times that you have to mention CNBC and the Hilton Hotel where they always have it. Can we pick on the city, pick on the venue a little bit instead of the people quite so much? Probably a better idea, yeah. Um, somebody asked us to mention this, and we were going to get to it, so we'll do this first. Uh, in terms of some of the winners, um, The Bear did really good, did really well in terms of comedy. Oppenheimer did really well. Succession did really well. And Lily Gladstone uh, was the first, I think, Indigenous Golden Globe winner. Yes, when she won, she won Best Actress in a Best Lead Actress in a Drama, and uh, she was in Killers of the Flower Moon. So yeah, terrific movie. So I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, but all the reviews are just stellar. And apparently, she did an amazing job in it. And yeah, was became the first Indigenous person to win at the Golden Globes. So good for her. Here's what she sounded like. I love everyone in this room right now. Thank you. Um, I, I don't have words. I, um, I just spoke a bit of Blackfeet language the beautiful community nation that raised me, that encouraged me to keep going, keep doing this. Um, I'm here with my mom, <laughs> who, um, even though she's not Blackfeet, worked tirelessly to get our language into our classroom, so I had a Blackfeet language teacher growing up. Um. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Um, and there were some other speeches that were really good, and we haven't seen ratings yet to know how highly watched this was, but... It followed a couple of football games, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, and it was who, on who while there was out. another big football game on last night, so it was competing with one, too. A quick note that we are now, uh, National Weather Service has upgraded us to a winter storm warning. Uh, so four to seven inches now, they've upgraded the snow totals, oh, winds wow. of 45 miles an hour. This might actually end up being the real thing. No kidding, time. yeah, because earlier this morning we were at one to five, then they changed it to two to six, and now they're talking four to seven. Get ready. Yeah. So be careful out there. All right, coming up, uh, does it matter where the defense secretary is? And if we don't really know where he is for a few days, get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.